how can employees themselves be accountable or you know what are the factors that employees should be considering for increasing their accountability factor because often they misuse the trust that's levied in them now yeah. as a leader you have the pressure of your board you have the pressure of the financial management if you are an entrepreneur you have the pressure of paying salaries at the end of the month and if you're not delivering projects from from where is the revenue going to come to pay the salaries yeah and now at that time if an employee comes and says xyz that turns out to be not the complete truth yeah yeah now how should a leader navigate this space what are your thoughts so i will divide this employee into two segment one employee who works with integrity who mm-hmm. wants to get that promotion who wants to grow in the management and the organization with integrity and the one who will always complain who will always complain in whatever situation or organization you put that employee into mm-hmm. now for the ones who are working with integrity who want to grow with integrity i will encourage them to start leading their personal life focus on their personal well-being and well-being of your peers around you be it your friends and family use that as a stepping stone to become more authentic to empathize with their problems because you are the one who are taking this journey with integrity and even if things don't turn up in that organization the whatever next organization you go you have trained yourself enough to achieve your personal goal as well as your your economic goal and for the ones who tend to complain for which pulkit the question comes because the management is concerned about that see if you just keep asking asking freebies if you keep playing with first your integrity and the freedom that organization has offered to you you are never going to be happy and i am telling you in your personal life also you are not happy in in your personal situations things are not going as per plan because as we discussed earlier pulkit more than 70% of the 80% of the personality you carry who you are in your personal life in your organization maybe in the first stage of your career when you are first two years where you know first two three years when you might be you know trying to create a different kind of a personality in your organization of course i it could be in a positive way to fulfill the objectives but that is what personality you carry in general right so for the organizations i would say yeah we have to keep a check we have to keep a process we have to understand we have to take that step and i think that is one key step of an hr to understand okay the personality of the of the person and of course see that personality brings an own value to the organization but i don't want to get into the technicalities i want to ask this tough question to the person who keeps on complaining you might be complaining for for that matter everything that is happening around you so if you want to move out of this then you have to start taking care of your well being your personal well being first and everything and anything you can start by what interests you 
can start by you know writing very simply writing and putting why i am behaving in this way you can start by taking feedback from your close friends and family that hey what is my approach if you are afraid what organization thinks about you you can start taking i'm sure people who have grown you in the last 30 years or 25 years they know where you have to progress and for organizations yes we live in a world where everything has to coexist i will encourage them you have to track them for a year and a half and if they seem to be complaining then fine you you know they don't want to help how can you help them so that's a pretty you know organic response to it which i feel exists you know even in my personal front pulkit if i am wanting to help a friend and a very dear friend comes to me he says that sagar i need your help in this and i give him the steps he doesn't follow the step after 6 months because of his or her behavior pattern he is not following the step i could be his very good friend but if they don't want to help themselves what can i understand sagar can you help our listeners understand the relation between ownership and accountability these are the two terms you know often in any corporate seminar be it around wellness or be it around basic personal development these are two terminologies very actively used hmm. so what's the relationship between the two wow that's a good question pulkit first of all i would like to share ownership comes from within and accountability because you want to your paycheck you have to be accountable very simple i mean though i will talk about the relationship but i would like to share if you are you are getting paid as an entrepreneur or as a leader or as an employee because you are accountable for few things and how you are doing it that comes from within the ownership you know yes there are few people who complain in the work and they take full ownership of planning a goa party or a get together but when it comes to the work they might take partial ownership and with that partial ownership they might want to sound that they are accountable to achievements of the organizations yeah, yeah? so okay going back to the main question pulkit if a professional who is aware and who wants to really live a fulfilled life professionally and in terms of personal on the personal front as well ownership has to be one of the values and if i want to go deep you know if someone asks me how to develop ownership ownership is the sum of these two things involvement and devotion is ownership and accountability is your integrity your integrity and responsibility some listeners could be right minded they want a logical step here you go responsibilities plus integrity is accountability involvement and devotion is ownership if these two values if you live by forget about the next promotion forget about your you know aspirations because any which way you are taking a journey if you just live every aspect of your life with these two things things will work things will work for you to creating a fulfilled life so yeah that's my understanding of these two terms and relationship that's very well put and you know i believe this will help our listeners understand it in much more deeper manner 
Sagar, one of the main activities I have seen a lot of HRs and CHROs implement in their organizations when it comes to corporate wellness is building up different communities. Hmm. So, can you touch upon the need for communities and what's the overall concept around this? The goal of a community is to create a safe atmosphere for all the people to express themselves. That's the goal of a community. Mm-hmm. To a larger extent, this community is being used for marketing purposes, which I understand. I mean, definitely there are platforms or channels where you can create a community where you talk about the products and services. But I would like to share with my fellow HR, fellow leaders that the main purpose of the community is to create a safe space to for them to express themselves or to bring out the best in them. It's to create sense of belongingness. Even if, you know, through your own offerings, you want to do that, one, please do that. But make it a separate community. I think if the community is managed virtually, it is very important to have a one-on-one call with all the community members at least in one month. And if the community size is more than 200, 300, ensure that you touch base with each and every one once in 45 days, maybe for a 15 minute call or a 20 minute call, but personal attention becomes very important if it's a virtual community. And if it's an offline community, yes, we have actually structured the HR focused activities. You know, in Diwali, we will do a Rangoli celebration. In Holi, we will do a, you know, Holi celebration or whatever, you know, be it a Halloween's we'll dress up like an Halloween, which is fine, which is, which is great. I'm sure that promotes, uh, you know, a culture. But then, what about the mental health? What about their desires? What about their growth? So we have to also touch that, that touch that aspect. And by the way, this is connected even with the profitability of your organization. At the moment, as we speak, you know, the if you see in a very big, in many big corporates, be it the Tata's or the any other company, it is those set of leaders who have worked in the organization for 40 years, that is the result of who they are today. So if you're building a company and I'm just sharing this, let's say a larger part of India, let's say the companies are 20 years old. I'm just giving one data point and you want to make a company which you want to exist beyond you, that is 100, 150 years. You have to have a workforce and a community in your organization that is willing to give that 30 years of their life. And they become, as I said in the, you know, in the earlier answer, that as a part of a human body, their mental health and well-being will play a crucial role if you want them to be with the with your organization for 30 years. So that community has to come from within. It is like how in a wedding or in a any social function, you know, how is your participation? If 50 people in your family's wedding, they don't give their 100%, how will the intention to set a successful marriage in your family will happen? And same goes when someone is ill in your family, someone is hospitalized in your family. If a community doesn't come up to take care, how will you collectively ensure good health of a senior member? So I am giving these two examples 
only for you to visualize the intention from which we have to build the community the strategy and steps can be tailor made to the needs of your organization but intention becomes a very major role a very major role and i would also like to highlight one point it's a time consuming process but it's a worth taking process because that will this community is only going to help you in your tough times sagar i have two more questions for you you know before we wind up this episode one of the questions is given my anya wellnesses you know journey in the space of corporate wellness there's a lot of talk that's happening around corporate wellness and majorly if i see with all due respect to all the startups out there working in this space it's majorly around providing either teleconsultation or just putting out insurances and it's you know categorized under corporate wellness startups my personal belief is corporate wellness is much more beyond that it needs to be beyond that and uh, you know coming to my main point when is going to be the time when leaders the chros the hrs are going to go just beyond the talk when are we going to see actual implementations happening in the organizations around well-being of their employees i know it's not a one day overnight thing that's going to happen it's going to take some time but when are we going to see that starting of those ripple effects uh, you know ripples starting to take in the indian corporate ecosystem out there with due respect to all the leaders who are contributing and building this because as as, as we discuss you know there are always sets of people but pulkit we live in a world where personal branding linkedin branding public speaking going out to seminars and conferences has become very important yes it is important yes advocating is important but i would like to request all the leaders who have been given this responsibilities who have worked hard to achieve their aspirations because i am sure as chro or an hro you are enjoying an influential position and yes it is your responsibility to also go out and do personal branding and also go out and attend conferences but at the same time do not get lost in that glory do not get lost in that high of being invited to a conference by a government or by any big international organization you have to put in those efforts and do the i would say the ground work that you might have done in your first stage of your career or the second stage of your career that's how i would say pulkit i have no other answer because it's because they have the influence they can influence and they are influencing it in other forums but they have to influence on the ground yes you know in this world that we live in all want to achieve whatever you call freedom of expression freedom of power financial freedom i get it i am also seeking the same but at the same time i have to use my own awareness and use it for my advantage you know you i would also request all the hros i'm sure any sports leader any political leader any business leader you might be inspired by and you might also want to be like them or you might also want to meet them if you look closely the good leaders with integrity they are working on the ground reality you take whoever it is you like warren buffett you like charlie munger they are still following the same lifestyle or the same ground work that they are doing 
you like a ms dhoni or a sachin tendulkar look at he's still playing ipl doing the ground work i'm just giving this to make you introspect you know on these things they have achieved a similar podium they have achieved a similar respect in their industry that you are in but look they're still doing the ground work they're still in the ground i think that's fair and i can't advise them on the skills or the action steps they have to do they are better off than me for sure but what i can share is don't disassociate with the ground work go put your hands dirty understand sit with them talk to the people get things rolling that's my only suggestion amazing and i would just like to say that practice before you preach that's really important uh, to be put out there sagar i would like to wrap up this episode by understanding why there is a need of a chief wellbeing officer in an organization and also you mentioned that you're going through a program around this so you know why don't you share about this 6 months ago i was understanding uh, you know i deep dive onto this space of wellbeing because i understand that this is one of the fundamental dnas of who we are as a person if organizations is a living thing by itself it also needs wellgame i uh, got inspired by the world happiness foundation and the work they are doing and mr lewis who is heading this chief wellbeing officers program has given me insight into the countries and global organizations that are actually imbibing wellbeing on from the dna level from a strategy level in their organization and i believe the time has come for new organizations startups corporates because in a corporate beat a 100 year company or a 150 year company the only reason why they are sustaining is because every 1 2 years they are working on a new product line so they are also not less than a you know a, a new organization to ensure that all the stakeholders in the entire business value chain beat your customers and investors because we pursue these two important segment of stakeholders but the first customer who is the first customer is the team because you have convinced them to be part of your business and work to co-create value for these customers their well-being is very important their well-being has can potentially create the experiences that you want to create for your customer or investor my love for well-being of the first customer that is your team inspired me to learn about this particular program and contribute to such initiatives that are around it and as we discussed everything has a ripple effect if a team through their well-being works for 20 years 30 years in the organizations because that is a biggest problem no in the world what is the global attrition rate i don't know the data but globally it is about 40% 40% of organizations in the world they are leaving organizations for whatever reasons right and all those reasons are emotional reasons yes someone wants to earn more money someone wants to hire more power all are, can't that be taken care of by well being can't with honest well being with 
integrity yes it can and i think we have to stop living in the industrial revolution mindset because a lot of work that has been structured today is from that mindset right we are moving but it helped us build cars and aeroplanes wonderful it helped us in the factory system wonderful but most of us are knowledge workers today most of us get inspiration by this talks that we do or the books that we read or travel or being part of yoga programs meditation programs or everything that helps us create a complete human experience and if a person doesn't brings his skills give the person the tools where the person brings his or her own whole personality to the organization productivity will, will grow and evolve and will help you achieve results so yeah this is how my zoom out perspective of you know being in this space amazing amazing sagar thanks for coming on the episode and listeners if you have any thoughts around this please feel free to share and i hope that this discussion you know enables some hrs and chrs out there to start their initiatives around corporate wellness and i'm sure sagar would also be happy to you know be the guiding beacon for you guys so please feel free to reach out and sagar any last thoughts before we wrap up thank you pulkit for having me you know i was reading a report i read that podcasts are a very good way to exchange ideas and perspectives so while you are sharing ideas you are also learning with it because you have opened up a door for me to go within and connect the dots to create value for the viewers so thank you for doing that i am going to talk about what your organization is doing with the global community thank you for creating an impact and thank you viewers for introspecting with us and i wish you continue to build organizations with honesty and integrity and of course the best way to connect with me is on linkedin great thanks a lot everyone thank you